Ladies, gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary, welcome to Trope Trophies with your host, Jody and Stephanie. In this podcast, Jody and I will be exploring tropes and we'll be pinning two characters or stories against each other. We will give a brief summary of the trope, then we'll have three rounds to prove to you, the listener, that our characters should be the winner. Super important to mention, this podcast is filled with spoilers, so if you're interested in any of the characters or stories mentioned in this podcast, pause the episode and go watch Just My Luck and Hey Arnold. Now, without further ado, this week's trophy is Born Unlucky. So before we dive into that, let's give a little brief overview of what we were doing this week week and what we've been watching and other media consumptions right as usual i'm very late to the video games pile so i picked uh persona 5 yes i finally reached the persona train it's a very long game but it's kind of similar to fire emblem in the sense that there's a lot of relations and growth and depending on what you decide to invest in is like how your character will grow and like special abilities so Persona is about this high school kid who tries to stop an assault. And in Japan, let's just say the justice system around the world is a little questionable. So he tries to stop an assault. And the guy that's trying to assault the woman, he falls to the ground and has like a little like boo-boo. He's like, I'm going to sue. And the kid's like, the fuck? I didn't even do anything, bro. So... He sues. The kid's found guilty, even though he tried to stop a fucking assault. His family moves him to Tokyo, which you want to... This doesn't make sense, but okay. He's a small town boy that moves to Tokyo into a city that's full of crime. But you know, whatever, it's a game. It's a game. So everyone's labeled him as delinquent because of his record, even though he was doing the right thing, stopping a fucking assault. A lot of supernatural stuff happened and he becomes part of the Phantom Thieves and they steal hearts, which means that they go into your subconscious and they take your treasure. And the person that has like a really ill, corrupted heart ends up confessing to their crimes. So I love this game. It has psychology, philosophy, fantasy dating sim qualities i am living my best life truthfully japan needs to continue giving me this type of content because it's the only thing i want i want to be able to date my babies and right now i'm dating on because i stand the bitch i love her i love her dearly a foodie a model an innocent heart hello can i ask for anything else she confesses her love to me first and i don't have to do all this shit so I can only guess you've been playing a lot of hours on this game. I'm up to 50 hours and I don't even know if I'm halfway through the game, y'all. This game is long and the replay value is, is I already know it's top tier. So yeah, I might, you know, be playing Persona for maybe a season. Maybe an entire The entire fall is just like me playing Persona. <laughs> I also bought Persona Royale, which is an extended story to this with the same characters. Oh. I will be at home this fall. Yeah. <laughs> this fall you will be spent at home. No COVID. I'll play here, okay? I'll be playing Dungeons and Dragons and Persona. <laughs> I will surely start up again. Mm. 
So what about you, Jody? What have you been up to? I've been watching Drag Race, as we all know. I'm still not done. I just finished season seven with Violet Tchotchke, and I'm just like, this is so superb. Oh my God, she's a goddess. They is a goddess. But I told you, that season was like crazy petty. Was I wrong? I mean, it was was petty, but I didn't think Pearl was going to make it top three because she was having all attitude. And I didn't really like Pearl's style, to be honest with you. No, she wasn't my favorite style. No way. I fucking love Pearl. Her sarcasm, everything. I was like, yo, no one knows the fact of this girl being dry as fuck. But Kennedy, when it came to like the last... Yeah, no, it was not the last four. It was like the last five. That was fucking a lot. It was the I last was four. Like, Her speech talking about these queens ain't ready. I've been in here for this long. Da, 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 da. I was like, girl. And that's why Michelle Versace was like, okay, well, she's up here, but was that speech professional? No. Negative. And I was like, yeah. To prove your place in a competition or in life in general, you shouldn't have to be putting other people down to prove yourself as worthy of something. So I was like, I feel like that's where Kennedy messed up. Advocate for yourself and mind your business. What is going? We saw her all stars. I mean, she did. She did what she she did. She I mean, yeah, she made it top two in all stars. But yeah, spoiler, so like we said before, Trixie Mattel takes it, man. Speaking of Trixie Mattel, I've also been watching her YouTube show with Wow, her and Katya's show called mm, but it's with UN. Mm, okay. And it is hilarious. It's only 15 minutes long and I've sent clips to Stephanie. I just love them. Insane. They are insane. I really appreciate the editors because they really take their time to make it hilarious as heck. Like the edits are all, so funny. The edits yeah. are on point. People have to watch this. I feel late in the game. There's over like a hundred and something episodes. So feel free to entertain yourselves for as long as you want with these. If you, you know, if you're still in quarantine, whatever's happening. But I'm not gonna lie. That clip you sent me about the parenting, I was oh like, yo, but like, why is that me? No, literally, I watched that video every day and I had given it up. I had Damien watch it because today he was like, yeah, I was outside and this little boy was getting his booty handed out to him. His mom was telling him everything. You don't respect me. You don't listen. As soon as we get home, you're going straight to bed. And I just got out the gym and all I heard was like this little boy crying. Damien was like, his mama handed it to him. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, so watch this video, Trixie, because that's how I'm going to be. <laughs> Loved it. And I also love Katya being honest about like how Trixie was going in about, so what guys do you like? Six, two, hazel eyes. Yeah. He <laughs> said, you talk about no damn hazel eyes. He was like, fuck no. off. You have to see this clip though, because the way that Trixie's eyes was just blinking, I was just like, this is a revelation. No one's ever told me this. You're right, girl. You're right. Wait, why do I care? You're right. Why do I care about eyes? What are eyes going to do for me? I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? You have good credit. You have a stable job. You have, you work through your issues. I'm just like, oh, Katya, yes. Well, Katya was Everything going I've ever won. I love I was like, yes. <laughs> Honestly, I'll confess it here. I'm pretty sure Katya is my favorite queen. 
that's been in Drag Race. Love everyone else. I mean, I like Trixie because of my exposure with Katya and they're like BFF. So I'm like, wherever you go, they go. I'm happy with the both of them. So that's what I've been watching. And mm-hmm. I've actually been reading again. I've been in a whole reading like bust. It's so hard to get into a good book these days. So if anybody ever has recommendations, please feel free to DM us or comment on our pictures and our anywhere. Just give me some book recommendations. But that listeners recommend your favorite books, please. So I figured out my only way to get into reading again is by reading romance novels. I can't really expose myself and what kind of romance novels I've been reading. But let's just say... I've been able to pick up a book again, a physical book. Amen. So I've been reading Get a Life, Chloe Brown, and it's pretty freaking good. I don't know if anybody's into the slow burn. That's my kind of favorite romance, contemporary romance. It's a slow burn. And it's been really fun. So I'll just give a quick synopsis about the book from what I've known so far. I'm not finished yet. So no spoilers here. It's about this woman who has a lot of issues, a lot of illnesses, She has like trouble with her body and movement. She almost goes through a near-death experience where she almost got hit by a car and like it didn't hit her. And she was like, oh my God, what have I been doing with my life? And then she faints because she does that a lot. She just lies on the ground and decides that like she's going to make a list of things that she wants to do before she dies or just things that she feels like she needs to do to feel like she has a life. She lives in a building. She's a tenant and she starts to develop a really cool friendship eventual relationship with her super. And I like that you get to read both of their perspectives and it's really cool. It's really funny. And if you guys have read this book before, then you probably know there, she has sisters and they all have their own books about them falling in love. And it's cute. It's cute. So that's what I've been doing besides that whole spiel. It's been fun. I guess we can explain a little bit about this week's trope. If you didn't hear it before, you're going to hear it again. Born unlucky. Okay, I guess I can give a quick synopsis of what TV Trope says. Well, it's not a synopsis. I'm going to read out exactly what they posted. So the only time you attract good luck is a setup for even worse luck. You find a winning lottery ticket, but the wind picks up and blows it off your hands and into your rivals. You are really unlucky, so mind-bogglingly unlucky. It defies all chance. However, you will never die before your time because the universe would like to torture you some more. Look for terms like cursed or born under a bad sign, although they aren't required, just as long as we know lady luck or fate of the world or God doesn't like them very much at all. Back in college, people used to say, not that I was born unlucky, but that I was unlucky because I was always falling and tripping and getting caught. I remember one time I was so upset because I was trying to change things around with my paper. And I was so upset. I was yelling to one of the students. I'm like, I'm frustrated. This professor is driving me crazy. And then like the professor like shows up behind me. Like this is the things that happened to me. Very unlucky, but I've gone through a surge of good luck, bad luck. Now I'm okay. Smooth breathing through life, but I understand some of those terms of unlucky. So life is a roller coaster, but I'm not going to lie. When I have luck, it's stupid luck. Like it is unfounded luck. I got a, from one of my birthdays, I went on a tour bus around New York City for free. 
I want you to understand that. This guy called me over and was just like, hey, this couple lost their ticket. They will never find it. There's no way you can take it and you can like use it. It's a 24 hour pass. And I was like, what? So that's how I spent my 20th birthday, just around the city, learning everything. I was so fucking excited. The tour guides were having the best time with me because I was just like, here for it. Wow, wow, wow. All of that. I was, I was doing a lot. <laughs> I was doing You would have thought she didn't live in New York. For real. Even though I was just like. <laughs> just to, oh, just saying I wasn't too. there. And this other time, too, this guy paid for me to see the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah, it's really yeah. nice. Look, I don't have stories like I, that. Well, now we're talking about unlucky. Not, right. I don't not lucky. About unlucky experiences. So let's go into our characters. So who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first. I am doing Hey Arnold, and I'm specifically looking into Eugene's character. But after rewatching some episodes, I'm like, mm, Arnold's pretty unlucky. Well, everybody's kind of unlucky, but he's just, Eugene's just emphasized for being unlucky. But everyone in that show has their own stories. We got the crackhead, chocolate eating boy with addictions. Every time Eugene is on screen, though, he's hurt. He says, he's going to get hurt. Something's going to happen. A misfortune. I mean, I get all of that. You know, you see him, but I'm just saying in general, I didn't realize how dark the show was, like rewatching it. I'm like, wow. All right. Setting background on the character. So, hey, Arnold, the setting is kind of a combination of inner cities from my research. It's specifically like a combination of Chicago and Brooklyn, a little NYC in there. So that's why it looks very, I don't know, you see like the brownstone houses. I don't want to say. Yeah, it's like all red bricks. Pretty cool environment. They go to a public school. It's an inner city story. All right. So Eugene, a little background on him. He could probably join the bad wagon of like the series of misunfortunate events because literally his life, something's always happening to him. A day cannot pass in his life without him tripping, falling or being bullied. I think his bad luck really came from him being born on Friday the 13th, specifically March 13th. Right. He's accident prone and he's a subject to most scrapes, bruises and general misfortune in the series in general. His catchphrases include it's mine or I'm okay," but it really isn't y'all. But he's so optimistic that it's like, okay. I mean, it feels better when you say it because I'd have been like, you hurt. He needs some milk. (laughs) That's just my idea of it. But that's like my overall synopsis on um, Eugene's character. So your character is, I mean, technically it can be both. If you know, you know. I am doing (laughs) Jake Harding from Just My Luck. So the movie came out in 2006 and I'm not going to lie, it's a bit of a throwback for me and it was good. It was good to be watching it. So the first 15 minutes, it's a very clear montage about just like phrases about what's lucky, what's unlucky. And then trying to do like a compare and contrast of the two characters. So we have Ashley Albright, who is the best luck ever. And then we have Jay Harden with the worst fucking luck ever. Listen, a lot happened in the first 15 minutes of the movie that was just like, um, (laughs) I would just move. I would be okay. Just vanishing from the face of the earth. Like, 
This film is based in New York City, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's based in New York City. It's a it's a rom com, y'all. It's like I am such a sucker for a rom com. I feel like we saw the movie in theaters because that's all our mom would want to watch. If it's not a comedy or a rom com from like the early two thousands, we've seen it all basically. Yeah, I mean, we watched a little bit of action movies, but we really more of a romantic family. And if it was action, it was action comedies. If it wasn't funny and there was no romance, we didn't see it. (laughs) Unless it was on TV. That's how we watched Scary Mm -hmm. Movie, because our mom actually thought it was scary, so we didn't get to see it. (laughs) It's the immigrant story. Oh, gosh. Sure is. (laughs) But anyways, back to Jake Harden. Mm-hmm. That's your character's name. Yeah, he just apparently has been dealing with bad luck his entire life. And so he is like mentally prepared for it. I would not be. A lot of things happen movie, which I don't want to get too deep into. So I just want to do like a compare and contrast in round two about like what happened that first 15 minutes. Because it's like, whoa. <laughs> Round two, explaining the character via lens of the trope. Okay. For Eugene, he was basically made for this trope. And kind of like a born unlucky, Eugene is also a jinx. So he's kind of a combination of the both. Like I said before, he was literally born on Friday the 13th. To all y'all other people who wasn't born on Friday the 13th or were born on Friday the 13th, I'm pretty sure your life's okay. But for Eugene and character story background, it's not okay for him. It didn't help him in life. There's literally an episode called Stuck in a Tree. Arnold is minding his business and his kite hits a big old tree. And he looks up and Eugene's sitting in the tree talking about, I'm stuck in a tree and I've been waiting hours for somebody to help me. Arnold is like, I'm a good person. I'm going to go up there and help him get stuck up there with him. Then it's been hours and then Harold comes by. He's like, ha ha, you guys are stuck in a tree. Ha 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 ha. Steals somebody's ladder, gets up. The ladder breaks and now they're stuck in the tree all night long. It's raining. They pass him the food. He was like, I got some leftover food in my bag. Pass it to Eugene. It falls. The squirrels, he in it. Harold, you know he needs his food. He was wilding off the stalling. Like, it was just a whole freaking mess. And I'm like, yo, boy, I can't be friends with this boy. And Arnold out here with the patience. He's always getting stuck somewhere. And then finally, they get rescued by the fire department. The freaking, I forget what it is, a trolley thing, it gets stuck. And he's like, oh, well, we'll just wait again. I'm like, no. He was just, (laughs) I think the best thing about Eugene is that he is so optimistic. And he's just like, never give up hope. It's a life-saving rope. I was like, oh, that was kind of cute. But still, because we're friends. Mm Mm-mm. And there's another episode, Eugene, Eugene. They decide to finally make a musical that he adores. He can dance. He can sing, y'all. He can he can do a lot of things. Yes. You know, he's born unlucky, but he still got some talents besides being unlucky. They finally do his play. It's literally about an optimistic dork, which equals Eugene. And the name of the musical is Eugene, Eugene. He gets the role of the lead character, but the guy who's directing the movie... I mean, the musical is like, yeah, he's too happy-go-lucky-go. Let's kill off his character. 
and the bad guy gets the girl and he's just like, what? The play is ruined. That's not the story. Every time he ends up performing a song, he gets stuck in the piano and he's like, I'm okay. It's like, you're barely okay. But by the end of the episode, they make it right. He gets his little happy ending and that's one thing. But still, falling up everywhere, falling into the crowd, falling into pianos, a mess, a whole mess. Then there's the roller coaster episode. Oh my God, a jinx. Literally, he gets on a ride and he was like, oh, there's Eugene. He's riding on the teacups. He come flying out with the teacup and everybody and everything. Everybody's like, oh, hell no. The whole class is like, we don't want to ride. No rides he's going to be on. We try to avoid him. And so this is big, like dinosaur ride, like the biggest roller coaster ride. And everybody wants to get on it. And when they saw G- Eugene get in line, they was like, oh, hell no. Forget hiking on the ride. Let's go find something else to do. And Arnold's like, I feel so bad. Like, why do you guys treat him like this? Let's get on the ride. He gets on the ride with him. Everybody in the park didn't want to ride with Eugene. It was a big old line. And why in the roller coaster was it just Eugene and Arnold? I said, excuse me? So the whole, everybody got the scoop on Eugene. They was like, I ain't with his ass. And the ride is going. Everybody's having fun. Literally, they go to the tippy, tippy top. The top, y'all. <laughs> Imagine like the Jurassic Park dinosaur in Universal, like, ah, and they just get stuck there. They just get stuck there on the tippy, tippy top. And he's like, any minute now. And Arnold is just like, bruh. It's been hours. The amusement park employees are lying. Oh, don't worry. We were getting somebody to help. They just talking to the side like, I don't know what to do. This shit broken. Listen, we got to call the fire department or something. I don't know what's about to go down. Literally for hours and hours and hours. It was just a whole mess. Then the fire department finally gets back on their little trolley thing. I forget what it's called. I should know this world. I just never needed it. So Eugene was kept repeating it. But did I take note of it? No. <laughs> Finally gets on it. And he's actually able to save the fireman's life because the whole trolley thing broke. And he was able to bring him up with the rope. And he was afraid to do it because he was like so unlucky. He was like, if I do it, this fireman might die because I'm unlucky. But he finally had the faith in himself and was able to do that. See, there's always a little ray of sunshine, even with his bad luck. And then... There's an episode with his bike. I think this is the first episode ever. He gets his nice dream ruby red bike with durable tires that are glass proof. He put his lucky baseball card on it. He was showing out in front of the whole class. Everybody was clapping. Oh, that's so cute, Eugene. Let me tell you what happens. He parks his bike along with everyone else's, locks it, but then he locked it incorrectly Arnold decides to tie his shoe and puts his books on top of the bikes. And so all the bikes like lean down. Eugene's bike out of nowhere just goes flying into the street. Then he comes the garbage on the street cleaners, crushed through his bike, broken on the ground. And then Eugene's heart is broken. My bike! He's just crying. He has to watch the janitor throw it out into the garbage can. And Arnold feels so guilty because he's just like, I feel so bad. And it's just like, hey, you can feel bad, but, you know, he didn't lock it correctly because that's his luck. Arnold tries to fix it, but he forgets to put the brake chain on it. And Eugene's so happy, but then he realizes he can't break into the street. He wasn't on the sidewalk, y'all. He was on the street. 
of course, with his luck and lands in the hospital <laughs> with broken legs, neck thing, everything. Arnold is the only one that visits him and tries to make him feel better by like flipping his seat. And he goes tossing, turning round circles in the dang hospital bed. I was like, he can't catch a break. So Arnold finally decides to make it up with him. And he's like, I'm going to have a, a good day with you. And he takes him out to a ball game. The ball, of course, hits him in the head, knocked down again, unconscious. Then they go to eat a hot dog. He chokes on the hot dog. It's just like, yo. And then they go on a ferry ride. After the ferry ride, he vomiting his life away. And Arnold is just like, I'm so sorry that this day sucks. And he's like, no, it's been the best day of my life. And I'm like, well, all of that. I feel like people in general with one minor inconvenience is like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't. My day is ruined. But mm -mm. every time Arnold was around Eugene, something happened to him. When they were kids, he switched his frosting cake out with a glue by accident. He put the glue in his mouth and everybody laughed at him because his finger was stuck in his mouth. They had a pet crab in the classroom and Helga trying to put it in Arnold's head and he slaps it, ends up on freaking Eugene. It's just a mess. Eugene just doesn't get a break, but he is just born unlucky. And that's my idea of like why he just nails it on the head. He's a jinx and he's born unlucky because he brings people into his misery. What's your wrong to? So Jake Harding on the first 15 minutes of this movie, right? Just my luck. Literally, I have posted notes about it. It is so fucking weird. So the cap that Lindsay Lohan's character, Ashley, is in is in front of him. So when you first are introduced to Jake, he's like, you know, being positive thoughts, don't be negative. He's like, oh, you know, self-talk prepping. So you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, you, it's kind of like you rooting for him initially because just like, yeah, I relate to that, you know. Like, today's a big deal. I'm going to psych myself up. Lindsay Lohan's Ashley's caught taxi drives by and it was raining um, 10 seconds ago. The puddle splashes all over him. And not soaked, but you know, it's dirty New York City water. Like, he might have a disease. He steps into the same puddle that he was splashing ankle deep. And it's just like, damn. Not the penguins. I was about to say penguins. The pigeons bath, the rats bath. It's the city bath. Like, we don't want that. And his ankle deep. I was like, oh, damn, his socks. You know his foot's soggy. Just throw away the shoes. Just throw just, it away. Just, just go barefoot. Away, Get some flip-flops and Dwayne Reed. So Stop playing. He sees like a penny, you know, because a lucky penny, right? So he tries to reach for this lucky penny and his pants rip. And now it's like barely hanging on to his tiny fucking body because, you know, Chris Pine is a very thin man at this point in time. That's happening. He's trying to find this producer because he wants to give the producer the CD so that his band can like get to the next stage in life, you know, have a freaking be signed, have a contract would be nice. So that happens. So he doesn't know that the producer he was just following was walking his dog and like picked up his dog's shit with like a $5 bill. I want you to all think about how rich that was. That was such a fucking flex. I was like, a black man did that. Regardless, I'm going to keep going. I'm so, pretty sure that's illegal, but... No, he only did it because the police was eyeing him that he had to go pick up his poop. But, like, he was walking his dog in Central Park, so obviously we're going to be more strict about cleanliness in Central Park. Just saying. So, anyway, Jake sees the... He thinks the $5 bill is a sign of good luck, and uh, 
he grabs a five dollar bill that's covered in dog shit and has to clean his hands inside of the fountain. This girl bumps into him. No soap, y'all. No soap. This girl bumps into him. She's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Whatever. He's like, "Oh, it's a misunderstanding." It's just chatting. This is a joke that did not age well at all. At FYIZs, he gets up, is on top of the woman. His pants falls. It looks as if he's assaulting her. And so the police officer starts pointing at him and is like screaming. And everyone's just like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And so. Yeah, a lot of things happen within that 15 minutes. And then the last thing is like, yeah, can you take me to this exact precinct? They treat me well there. It's his usual go-to instance. This guy has been arrested for a lot of misdemeanors is what initially was hinted at. And that's the first 15 minutes. So because he's had bad luck his entire life, like he has safety backpack, toothpaste for burns, first aid kit, Make sure your contacts are hospitals. Gives tips about why not to call 911. They do take forever. I'm not going to lie. 911 takes forever. Um, all of these chips, because like in the movie Essence, right? Lindsay Lohan, who is the exact opposite of him, um, Ashley, she has good luck. So they make out and their luck switches. So then Ashley gets to be bad luck. But I wanted to focus mostly on Jake because like that first 15 minutes like fucking impacted my life, honestly, if I remember him so distinctly. And so, yeah, it was, it's just like, oh, how unlucky are we talking about? Like it runs in his family, Jane. Like his cousin got an action figure, a Mega Man super glued onto her cheek. And like everyone is like, yeah, that's normal. I was just like, oh, so y'all just born unlucky. You know what else is reminds me? Not the gorilla glue girl. Mm -mm. Yeah, but you know what this also reminds me? And we could have done this too, but like for a very future episode, pulls. All them kids are unlucky though. No, remember, I forgot Shia LaBeouf's character's name. His family was cursed with bad luck. Oh, yeah. All I remember is the flashback with the scorpion, to be honest. I remember a kid named Zero, these kids digging up holes, and this lady in a scorpion dying. Listeners, I am so sorry. This is going to be a lot of spoilers to explain this to to Johnny for like two seconds. It wasn't my favorite Disney movie, okay? So the movie was like this kid had the unfortunate event that he was in the wrong place, wrong time. The movie goes into flashbacks. You could get a little bit of the context about the grand scheme of things. So it turns out that the kids are helping the warden and her lackeys find a treasure chest that's full of gold from a wanted criminal from like the old Western days, which had the best romance story. Let's not lie. I can fix that. Ben told me that he'll steal in the heart. You remember that part, right? The interracial couple. Someone was a teacher. She was a teacher who then became a wanted criminal because they killed the love of her life who was fixing everything. Mr. Handyman saying everything. I could fix that. I could fix that. Then she was crying into a book and he looked at her and was like, and then they kissed. And then I was like, love. And then the racist came and killed him. And she was like, fuck all of y'all. Fuck it. I'm going to be a badass. I was like, yes, girl, yes. And then her dying thing, she was like, well, fuck y'all. I'm going to die my own way. So she, there's a poisonous like reptile. Like if it bites you, you're going to die instantaneously. And so her final has a hallucination.
situation. The guy come and get her and be like, I can fix that. And I was like, the romance story. You didn't know you needed as a child, but how it was. And then, you know, Zero and I forgot this guy's name. They had like a really strong connection. And it turns out that Zero was like the great grandson to the lady that cursed the other characters like family. And the only reason why the curse was lifted was because Tyler's character finally did the thing that the old woman asked his great grandfather to do, which was to carry her up over the mountain and let her eat an onion and she'll be good. But he was like being selfish. So she was like, fuck you. I'm going to curse your whole family line. And her family line was a little, you know, little hard rocks too. So I'm glad they both came together and they finally raised the prosperity that was deserved. It was a great movie. It was a synopsis of Holes. I spoiled all of it. She sure did. And they're also unlucky and uncursed. Even though this wasn't a part of the trope, just to tell you guys, like you can find these tropes and everything you see. Yeah. So I guess this is like, this is the way to spot things. But like, let's go back to the round. I'm sorry. This was very improbable. So Jake is just over here, just going through all the motions in the oceans. Because now he has good luck. So now he sees Lindsay's character and she's just like, she hit rock bottom, y'all. Like, she's this is her second time arrested. She literally is eating bacon from this guy's plate, like a random guy's plate. She hit rock bottom and he's like pities her. He's kind of like feels bad for her because he's like, I've been in that situation too. I know how that works. So he's like, so empathy for her, getting her used to the lifestyle of like being unlucky and stuff. And so, uh oh, not yeah. the lifestyle. <laughs> that yeah, is like, that is shit like, attitude. Like, Yes, I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Like, he really would, like, analyze her things and be like, oh, no, she's going to get this reaction because she didn't do it this way. She shouldn't have done this because then it's going to come like this. And then it would, like, happen in, like, seconds. And it was because he was in such a bad luck funk for all his entire life. Like, he can spot what will work and what will not work. That's my round two. So my round three, why is a character good or bad? via the lens of the trope. I think Eugene is good. He always manages to stay optimistic with every adversary he faces. I really believe that Eugene personifies that the bad bad things will happen in life, but you always have to look for the better moments in life and just, you know, always remain positive. Like with every bad situation, something is good is going to happen. So I like that was taught in children's media that was a really nice message i think the bad is that he never wants to bring people with his misfortunes like as a jinx his bad luck is never out of like malice and he doesn't put himself or doesn't have like a bad attitude or anything except that one episode when he got bad but that was because he was disappointed by his hero because he found out his hero was an actor that wasn't shit and then you know he got better, but that was the only time he had a bad attitude. But it's just that bad things happen and it feels undeserved, even though the other dorkish kids in the school look up to him because he's so optimistic. So I think the bad thing about him is that I guess he's not like an evil bad. It's just, I mean, an evil, unlucky person. It's just like things just happen. He just jinxes people and himself. But I think overall, Eugene is a good example about how hard life can be and how you still got to truck through it. Like, that's it. Shit is going to go down. 
It's going to happen, but you just keep on smiling and enjoying the ride. But I definitely believe as a grown-up, he probably needed a lot of therapy to get through his traumatic childhood experiences or an expensive medical bill with all these accidents. Okay, Steph, what is your number three? What makes your character or James Harden good and bad via the lens of the trope? Oh, no, he's just unlucky. He's just super unlucky. I think in a weird sense, yeah, I think the universe was freaking torturing him on purpose because in the first 30 minutes, him and Ashley exchange a kiss and the fortune teller who is like, let's try and tell Ashley like, hey, your luck's going to change very soon. She pulls out a fate card and I just want you guys to know that's not a real card in tarot, but you know, it's a movie, so it's whatever. So they were fated to kiss and they were fated to like exchange luck. And so the fortune teller was telling her, was telling Ashley, was like accusing her of like ruining her life that maybe he did your luck more than you do. She's like, what are you talking about? And so I was just like, okay, cool. So, I mean, I feel like this is kind of sounding like afterthoughts, but like Eugene grew up to become Jake. That's how it look kind of feels and looks like. I'm pursuing my dream, even though every card's fucking against me. And I was just like, okay, you know. But how would you compare um, Jake's optimism to Eugene's? I kind of want to do that for the afterthought, but I guess we can do it. I just wanted to just like, and in the end, him and um, Lindsay Lohan's character, Ashley, like they make out a multitude of times where they eventually just have normal people up. Normal people go through ups and downs. Not everything is roses, like thing, oh, and that's just how oh. it ends. And they're happy together. They balanced it they're out. Mojos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Need someone to balance. Complete opposites balancing one another. Mm-hmm. Heard it. Heard it. Okay. What are my thoughts on Jack or Jake? You see, like, what is this? All these like names. Jake. It's Jack. Generic. It's just a generic. This episode is just proving to you listeners that there is a trope in everything. You just got to look for it. We were just like a little too innate in literature analysis. We've just seen a lot of bad luck happen. We've, had to, we've read it all, y'all. We've read it all. Yeah. So yeah. Let me read my, the sign-off. <laughs> Not the sign-off. Yeah, the out-off. So... So what do you think is the winner? Do you think it's Eugene from Hey Arnold or Jay Harden from Just My Luck? Leave a comment on our Instagram at tropetrophies.pod. Listeners, if you have any tropes or characters you'd like us to battle, DM us on Instagram. Or book recommendations. And book recommendations. (laughs) Thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening to this podcast. For notifications in our latest episodes, subscribe to our show. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you'd like to follow us on our socials, you can follow Jotty at Jotty Adi at Instagram and Stephanie Batsby at all socials, the Bewitching Bard. Stay tuned for this episode. Thank you. Bye-bye.